in a world few have dared to explore. Two men set out on an epic journey to answer life's manliest questions. From the Fortress of Smoothitude in Lawrence, Kansas, it's The Gentleman Podcast with Glenn Stansberry and Brian McKinney. Welcome to the Gentleman Podcast. I'm Brian McKinney. I'm sitting to the left of the ghoulish Glenn Stansberry. <laughs> so how are we in episode, Glenn? Do, are my eyes hollow? <clears throat> good know. evening. Good evening. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh. Uh, I don't have a good. I don't have a good. Yeah, it's, I'll, I'll I'll drop the the octaves down a couple. Uh, oh, okay. Here's what I really sound like. Yeah. <gasps> ah, that, that, yeah, was yeah. that was good. That okay. was good. Okay. Uh, so welcome to the uh, uh, Halloween episode of the Gentleman Podcast, Glenn. Uh, mm. Tonight's Halloween. <laughs> yeah, tonight is Halloween. Yeah, everybody. <clears throat> um, in a couple days. Yeah, yeah. Brian. And, and no better place to do it than the Brian's pad here, which has been. Mm. Completely decked out in as as it is every year in in total uh, eclipse of Halloween uh, decorating. It was, it's, it was it's, a total eclipse in my heart, Glenn. <laughs> uh, the your heart is very dark. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I had Halloween parties last weekend, uh, but even without a Halloween party, I always go all out on the decorations for mm-hmm. Halloween. And this this year is the first year that I've been in my new house, so right had to buy. A lot more because before I just kind of stuffed them all in the living room. Yeah. And now we have a lot more space. <laughs> so we, Laura and I probably took like ten trips to various stores to like pick up uh, just you know strobe lights, uh, man, you know spiders, um, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, fake rats. You know, um, you name it. It's it's like that. It's like that rap song, Brian. Mo square footage, mo problems. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you know? exactly. Uh, mo square footage, mo money, <laughs> mo problems. Right. I think that's right. I think that's how that goes. <laughs> right. Um, and how everything else goes, Glenn, is that we are co-founders of a site called Gentleman.com. Yes. Uh, Gentleman is a site for all kinds of manly stuff, manly Halloween links, mm-hmm. manly costume ideas. Let's <laughs> say it's Friday night. You're you're about to go to that Halloween party and like, oh, crap, I forgot my Halloween costume. Well, just mm. go over to Gentleman.com. I'm sure mm-hmm. you can find lots of fun ideas for your Gentleman po- costume. That's actually, uh, you know, that's actually a good idea. I hadn't even thought about doing that. I mean... I just kind of like to go off the cuff with the with the mm-hmm. Halloween costumes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian, your Halloween costume at your party was yep. Now we teased this um, what two episodes ago? I Maybe think so. Where yeah. where we talked about how you know there could be some serious coin dropped on Brian's Brian's costume, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. but Brian promised that it would be worth it. Yes, and. I was here, and I can tell you with certainty that it was worth every penny. So, yeah. So, um, I ended up dressing up as, for those of you that are familiar with a little movie called Kingpin, uh, I dressed up as Ernie McCracken from Kingpin. Um, Played by uh, Bill Murray. Bill Murray, The legendary Bill Murray. Um, And that that outfit, you know, was, it it, it wasn't, it ended up being too bad, but it's all about the accessories. Yep. You know? So, so I had to get, get you. I had to get the bowling glove. I had to get like a silver scarf, uh, <laughs> a western black shirt. Um, I spray painted some of my existing shoes silver because that oh. I got a belt buckle because he's got a big belt buckle yeah. in there. Yeah. Um, bowling ball, mm. and um, which wasn't easy to come by. I had to look all over the place to find an inexpensive bowling ball to get. Mm. I just happened to luck out and go to a local uh, Goodwill oh. and found just 
you know, I didn't think they'd have one, but I just happened to look over in the corner of the store, and they had a little bowling bag over there. And Whoa, what's inside? Yeah, so I uh, got, got a hold of one of those. So that completed everything. I was super excited about that. Um, and then, of course, the comb-over wig. So I basically bought a, uh, from a Halloween store, I got a, like a, it's like a bald cap with hair sewn over it, and then you could like comb the, yeah. comb the hair over the top. The, the wig was my favorite part. Yeah, that was the best part. <laughs> um, so that worked out pretty well. But yeah, I was excited about that. It was good to have all my buddies over here and have a good party and everything like that. Everything, nothing went terribly wrong. Nope. So that was good, and we were able nobody to... Nobody fell off your balcony. Nobody fell off the balcony, and I was able to get, you know, all the decorations up, everything worked out, so can't complain. And so, and uh, Laura made some incredible food. Yes, yeah, as well. we made a ton of food, um, and that that worked out pretty well. It was kind of that was that was kind of stressful. You're kind of leading up to the um, you know the party, and you're trying to rush around and get everything taken care of, and you know. So so anyway, it it all worked out though, and that's all that matters. So um, so yeah, um, so yeah, that was the uh, that was the 2014 version of the Halloween party. Right. Look forward to 2015, Glenn, because it's going to be a doozy. Uh, you you're already in in, in I'm already, this you know, thing. I'm already, in the works. It's already it's like uh, you know these things never end. You know you yeah. they they just start over again. <laughs> so uh, right. 2015's party is going to be more and more and more. I, I envision it kind of like planning for the Olympics. You know, yeah, like you got to get to yeah. these committees and to construct right. items and mm-hmm. you know build various in advance, yeah. things. So so yeah, we're, we're <laughs> you know this one was kind of hastily thrown together only in about a month. Uh, the next one will be 11 months worth of work. Nice. You're going to build some sort of venue in the back in I your probably property. should. Yeah. In the, in the exactly. back for like a haunted here. house or something. <laughs> extreme um, haunted house? Extreme haunted house. <laughs> Just We're going to have work ex- in it? Yeah, extreme <laughs> camp out. Extreme haunted camp out in yeah, the backyard. Yeah, there you go. Uh, no, thank you. But anyway, Glenn. Okay, so, um, so, but Glenn, uh, this leads us to our, well, first of all, I should say the normal stuff, which is visit podcast.gentleman.com to check out the links that we're going to talk about in this episode. Yes. To get a fright, check out podcast.gentleman.com if you want to be scared. See a picture uh, of Glenn. See, yeah, run, see a run, run away. Uh, I, I may post a picture of my oh. Halloween costume. We'll see. You know what you should do is you should make a side-by-side. Yeah, of you and you and yeah. Bill Murray. So it's a little bit more context. Yeah, exactly. It's I still should. great without it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then if you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at howdyatgentleman.com, But no one does that. Nope. Everybody sends letters to the good old United States Postal Service. That's right. Uh, and that's the way that we like it. That's right. So uh, if you want to do that, it's PO Box four four two three zero five Lawrence Kansas six six zero four four. We'll be glad to take your correspondence. Uh, we'll put it up on our Gentleman Wall of Fame. And then we will answer said correspondence. Like we do every week. Like we do every week. Exactly, Glenn. Okay, so moving on, Glenn. Let's mm. get to the meat of this episode, which is the drink of the week. That's right. Uh, and this week, um, you know, being that I just had a party, Glenn. Right. We didn't go out to the store and pick out anything in particular. When I nope. was preparing for the party, I had to go buy alcohol for the party. And my tab for the alcohol, I went to go buy the... I got like a shopping cart to go buy the, <laughs> the alcohol. It was $165. <laughs> so that that was a lot of beer, a lot of hard alcohol. And actually, we have a lot of the alcohol and the wine left over. So yeah. we'll be stocked for a while. But well, that's good. So anyway, I got a mixed bag of beers. I got a bunch of different kinds and stuff like that. And so ran through a bunch of them. But we had just a handful left basically out in the cooler out there from three days ago or whatever. Still cold. So Glenn and I, that was the that was, that was going to be the drink of the week. What are we gonna pick out of the uh, mixed bag of stuff that we had and it was slim pickings Glenn you, we should have done it like blindfold we should just reach yeah. the hand in there and grab something and it's true. with it it's true it's true but instead Glenn and I uh, we both picked the same beer actually solidarity brand solidarity yeah um, <clears throat> and we both went with uh, good old fashioned Miller High Life that's right which surprisingly Glenn is the beer that I had left over from everything else 
I'm I'm surprised. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you believe what you read, and I tend to, it's uh, the Miller High Life is the champagne of beers. It's true. It's true. Um, it says right on the label. Mm-hmm. Um, so high quality stuff here. Uh, I had a bunch of IPAs, a bunch of Oktoberfests, a bunch of dark beers. I had a bunch of different stuff. I don't know why no one was into champagne. You know the champagne of beer. Yeah. I, I don't know either. I think people, you know, it's pro- they probably thought it was a little too highbrow for the occasion. Mm, that could be. You know, yeah. you think of how you don't really think of champagne, kinda, Brian. We think of a Halloween party. Yeah, you kind of you don't want to embarrass everybody else. That's right. You know, if they're not Ooh, if look you're at me them, yeah. drinking my champagne of beers champagne in my costume. my pinky up. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, so Glenn, um, this uh, Miller High Life is made by the Miller Brewing Company, and it's been around since 1855. Wow. Not High Life itself, but. The, the, the Milwaukee, Miller Brewer, the Miller Brewer Company, yeah, um, and it was chosen as its location in the Miller Valley in Milwaukee um, mm. because it provided great access to raw materials produced on nearby farms. Mm. I think a lot of these old school breweries basically chose like, their location based on because, like Guinness, water and grains, yeah, like yeah. Guinness in, in Ireland, it yeah, was right. The river, r- river Liffey, Liffey. I don't think they ever used that though. I think there might have been some other water source around there that they were. Using. I hope so because I hear the, the there, river. There's rumors Liffey about them using that river water, and that's not true. It's not. A, it's not a thing. <laughs> like ever though, at some point, didn't they? I don't know. I think the thing. Okay. Okay, here's the thing with the River Liffey was transportation. Right. Yeah. They were able to get it to other places yeah. in Ireland because they were close proximity to it. They never used that as a water source. I think they used some nearby spring or something like that for it. But <laughs> anyway, or maybe that's just revisionist, revisionist history. Right. <clears throat> anyway. We did not use the River Liffey. Everybody knows about the Miller Brewing Company. They've yeah. been around for a long time. Um, you know, everybody knows about it. There's no need to There's no need to go in ins and outs of the Miller Brewing Company. Everybody's if, familiar. Right. If you want a champagne and you're like, no, 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 I want beer. No, no, wait. I want champagne. I want I want I a want beer. Sh- I want both. I want Miller High Life. You want a Miller High Life. I actually do. This is a go-to. I remember I was in line one time at a, um, a beer store. Mm-hmm. And the guy in front of me was like English. And he had like a six pack of, you know, highfalutin like craft yeah. beer. Yeah. You know, and he looks down at my my you know my beer choice which was Miller High Life and he laughed at it and made some snide comment about it really and it was one of those situations where you know you always think of something smart to say later on yeah you know but I didn't think about it at the time but I'll tell you what <laughs> the next time that somebody says that to me I'm gonna tell them that that is an award winning American <laughs> lager so F you buddy at, at, at least I'm American yeah exactly uh, no. <laughs> go back to England you want some coriander in your beer yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, Glenn, I, I'm a fan. I'm a staunch fan of the Miller High Life, and I always will be. You know, I I think when I early on in my my um, my beer history, Brian, mm-hmm. um, I think one of my first beers was a Coors Coors mm-hmm. Light, mm-hmm. Um, and that might the, have been one of my first. Ones at the too. time, I did not care for it much. No. Um, and so I've kind of stayed away from like the loggers, mm-hmm. but now that I've matured and going back to the roots, mm-hmm. I, 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 I like them, you know? So yeah, it's a solid, it's a solid beer. And, uh, you know, oh, we, ser- we, sorry, we, yeah, we probably shouldn't give the ratings. Yeah. No. Yeah. We already, we already, yeah. Okay. But yeah, this is next, time. Next, next time. Okay. Next time. Uh, you know, we, talk, we keep talking about not looking at beersnob.com to see what they... Because we don't care. It's really about the mustache twist rating, which has been established as <clears throat> the official empirical measurement for beer ratings. Yes. Um, this this has been already established. 
Right. Uh, which they don't use. They use some random scale that they came up with. But we use the MTS. Which is ridiculous. Yeah. We use the MTS, the mustache twist scale, which is obviously the accepted standard. But anyway. I'm dead serious when I say we really need to put the 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 rank how we rank beers like the whole system on like for each podcast we could have actual right. a graphical representation for of the, the beer MTS yeah and give a you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we should we should okay Glenn so yep. uh, so we want to do our rating first or beer snob rating first uh let's do ours first okay right. so yeah all right so American style loggers here which we is go. what we're drinking yes. oh yeah you got a you got a pop yourself Brian Brian already uh, I got ahead of myself whoops. and cracked mine a little bit before the podcast <sighs> but, um, all right. It's been a stressful day, people. I yeah, needed to it's... needed to get right to it. Uh, so yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. I should first first sip reveals. Hold on. Mm. It's really not about the first sip. Let's try the second. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ooh. All right, mm. Brian. All right. I'm starting to formulate. Uh, okay. uh, uh, a good, a good. Uh, let's see here. The, the, the mouth feel is yeah. smooth, and I'm trying to look at it how you would look at their competitors. Like you know, well, it's not like you're holding it up against. I mean, if they if they had competitors, right, right, right. right. But I'm saying like in the in the eyes of like a Coors or a, a Coors, it's definitely not as bitey as a Coors Light, mm-hmm. if memory serves. Mm-hmm. Um, like a Budweiser. Um, I, I feel like Coors Light has like that metallic. Like yeah, under tone kind of thing, not to not to put too fine a pint on it, but Pabst, but, yeah, Ams, right, you know, uh, Red Dog, mm, Red Dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so uh, what do you think on the uh, mustache? All right, what well, cost? Yeah. We need to the cost. Oh, the cost is, uh, you know, for champagne, it's super cheap. Yeah, uh, yeah, really, really expensive. <laughs> I bought an 18 pack to supplement my collection of beers for okay. the party, and I want to say it was probably 11 bucks or something. Like okay, that. so let's see here. Um, so that's about 60 cents a can. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's definitely the lowest, the, the least expensive, um, the yeah. best deal that we've gotten. Sure. So that's going to bump it up. Yeah, it should. Now, mm-hmm. it's not a complex beer. No, it's not. Um, a lot of water in this beer. Yeah, it's it, it's it's very uh, smooth, and part of the reason it's smooth is because there's you know it's it's watery. It's mm-hmm. a lager, mm-hmm. um, but you know, mm-hmm. you know, there's a scene in Shawshank Redemption where where the main character goes up to the roof of he he somehow brokered a deal with one of the warden or with mm-hmm. the warden or somebody. Mm-hmm. He did their taxes, I think. Yeah, and uh, he's he's like, oh, he's like, this is what I want. Oh, and one more thing. I want a bucket of suds for my boys. <laughs> and this is the kind of beer that I imagine yeah. is in that bucket of suds. That's a you good know? point. Yeah. Um, it's an old, it's, yeah, it's an old school kind of yeah. feel to it. Lager. Nice and smooth on a summer day. Yeah. I mean, I, like, I wouldn't, yeah, I don't know. All right. So, so it's 60 cents. So it's, okay, wait. So you said it was uh, $11 for 18. Mm-hmm. So if it was a six pack, so divided by three, it's about well, three, no, uh, Six packs are more expensive because whatever. That's true. I let's mean, say it's four bucks. For you the don't six buy pack. this in six packs. You right. buy it in twelve and eighteen. Let's say it's four fifty. But I'm saying yeah. all the other beer has right. been right. Okay, six you're packs. trying to relative. Okay, gotcha. So maybe yeah. it's four fifty. Four fifty yeah. okay. for six gotcha. packs. So yeah. half. Right. All right. So I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it eight point two. Eight point two. That that cost value really, I, really. I would agree with that. I, I if I'm out mowing the lawn or something like that. Yeah. You know, I, I'm. I'd, 
I'd like to come mm. back and have a, I'll have mm-hmm. a high life. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm, I'm a fan, uh, and the, the the price per beer ratio is is pretty strong. So yes. I, I would say an eight point two is a fair rating. Um, and I'm uh, so I was, okay. So beersnob.com. Mm-hmm. I don't know which one this is because their official score is sixty three, but then they have the bros. So sixty three must be the user score. Yeah, actual membership. Okay. Like they've signed up for an account. It looks like. So you know what kind of clientele they have on this site? Yeah. Yeah. High Beer f- snobs. Right. <laughs> as these, as are the the people, yeah. these are the people that like hibiscus goes. Ugh. But I will say that on the plus side, the quote unquote bros, which mm-hmm. must be the inner circle of people on beeradvocate.com, um, the, the bros rated at an 81, which surprises me because they actually did the right thing here. You know <laughs> they did I mean? the right thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. They closely got to the MTS scale rating. They did. Mm-hmm. So, so they're on the right track. They keep got to gotta keep working on it. They got to go to the official empirical scale, but they're getting there. So, well, I'm, uh, you know, this is a nice. It's a nice, you know, you don't think about it. You, you just drink it. That's right. That's right. You it's don't a, have to think too hard about it. Yeah. All right. So uh, this is the middle of high life. Uh, go out to your local store if you want to save some cash. If you want a, a good value beer. If you're going to go mow the lawn. If you're going to go record a podcast. Right. Um, you know, middle high life. This is, is what Steve Winwood. Wrote that song about <laughs> back in the high life again. Right, he's back in the high life again. He That's got right. another, uh, not a six pack, mm-hmm. but maybe a twelve or eighteen pack. Exactly. Right, and he's had a few cooler. of them. Yeah, he's back in it, <laughs> just like <laughs> we're back in the high life again. Exactly. Uh, okay. Uh, mm. All right, Glenn. Well, let's get on to some interesting posts to gentleman.com from the last week or so. Okay. Well, kicking things off uh, as almost always is Razorback mm-hmm. with a fantastic post t- titled. Ebola press conference sign language interpreter goes viral, mm-hmm. which is a poor choice of uh, words. You put Ebola and viral in the same yeah, headline. Well, maybe that was intentional. But mm-hmm. anyway, it's a it's a video of um, some press conference. Um, I don't know if it's on the net. It must have been just on like a, a local. It's it's a New York uh, CBS's local New York site. So so yeah the the. Um the mayor of New York yes. was actually giving an update on New York City's first Ebola case. And right. so they have an interpreter um, there to do sign language to explain uh, what's going on. Right. Um, and in the video, I, I hadn't seen this until you sent it over to me, but in the video, the guy is very, very animated yeah. about his sign language. And his facial expressions are like yeah. all over the map. And- yeah, yeah. So people immediately took to Twitter and stuff right. like that and just took this thing to task like this must be a fake you know making jokes about it and yeah. stuff like that which uh you know it's I, I guess i can see it's humorous when you watch the the video because he is very animated mm-hmm. and, and it, it's funny to think well it would be funny if this guy was a fake but he's definitely not a fake mm-hmm. he's a legit real certified oh yeah uh, interpreter of sign language yeah so my um my sister-in-law beth is hearing impaired mm-hmm. <coughs> excuse me and um so i've seen i've seen lots of you know uh, interpreters through the years just hanging out with her mm-hmm. and it's interesting because the so the, the, this guy he's he's so expressive mm-hmm. but that's actually um if you're if you're hearing impaired if you're deaf mm-hmm. that's actually awesome because yeah. it's it really helps you understand what's going on like mm-hmm. the significance of because you're you're taking in a lot right in a in a in a way that's kind of not natural i mean mm-hmm. um and so 
having that ex- his ex- facial expressions to help along is actually really helpful for for a hearing impaired person. Right. Um, so it's but the, the, I think the irony here is that. I mean, not irony, but the thing that makes it kind of funny is that it's about an Ebola press conference, right? And this guy is, you know, really expressive, right. and he's going all over them. Right. Like, I mean, <laughs> it's yeah, he it's really he really gets into it, um, right? But you know, that's actually the first thing I thought when I saw this was that I bet this is like total legit, yeah. And yeah. people just are not used to seeing, yeah, you know, somebody. I mean, people aren't used to paying attention to an interpreter, you know, and so. When you when you see one doing their thing, you know, yeah. it, it, you know, I, I could see why it would be a little bit um, confusing for people if they're not familiar with it. Which I'm not too familiar with it either, but I, and I could see why people would mm-hmm. kind of misunderstand it. But um, right, I mean, he like when he's talking about they're talking about like was it death tolls or some mm-hmm. kind, of, and they're talking about the afflictions and everything. Right. His descriptions are just yeah, they're very. It's almost like you <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah. So, but it, it, I, this guy is legit. Like he's an actual. Like he's a, he's a very um, skilled interpreter. I would think if you were the interpreter that the New York City Mayor's Office right. called upon to do the right. press conference for Ebola virus, right? I would think you would probably be pretty legit. Yeah, they're not just going to have some Yahoo up there that doesn't know his stuff. I mean, that's you know, it is surprising that the interpreter usually interpreters are kind of off to the side, mm-hmm. and so they'll they'll sit in a section where. The hearing impaired can sit in front of him, yeah, and he's like at the table with mm-hmm. them, basically. So that's what that's that another might, thing. Yeah, that might be another thing that people don't get. You <laughs> Maybe know. it was a small room. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah. either way, yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah, um, yeah. So a little lighthearted, uh, um, <laughs> and the lead image that they have for <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's 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 kind of interesting because you're right it's at an ebola press conference right so there's not a whole i mean you know yeah uh, as i think people are just kind of in general like uh fatigued with all the news about ebola so sure. maybe people are just kind of looking for yeah something to you know yeah get a get a little bit of a release from or something like that so anyway but yeah you should go check out this press conference it's pretty interesting to see the guy do his sign language stuff it's pretty good it's, so. it's impressive actually it yeah he's, I mean, he's good uh, He's really good. Those people are talented, man. I mean, you've oh. got to do so much at once and, you know, understand things and then translate that to a different, you know, set of, I, I don't know. I've never been never been good at the second language thing, and that's got to be a difficult thing to pull off, especially at a live press conference. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. We, we're, you, yeah. So, so anyway. Um, anyway, Glenn, moving on, moving on. Moving on. The, uh, Excellent press post. conference. All right. Yeah. So, um, our next post is uh, by our good buddy and awesome contributor and Wonderkind. Uh, Wonderkind. Uh, and this is this kind of goes along with the same thing. It, it's sort of similar to that Pillsbury um, layered pizza cake yes. that we saw earlier. I mean, not in the same vein, but this this is a recipe called bacon cream cheese stuffed French toast, and it is it was created by Kraft. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it looks like a lot of these kind of mainstream. Uh, food companies are starting to kind of realize they can gain some social traction by by doing recipes in the in a similar vein. Um, this one isn't too crazy over the top, but I mean, it kind of is. I don't know, not not as much as the layered pizza. So right, so, I yeah yeah. Well, I I think so. If you look at the ingredients here, Brian, um, obviously you have the French toast and you have the the bacon on top, which I already take issue with mm-hmm. a little bit because. The bacon looks kind of gross, actually. The picture, yeah, they have. you can tell it's they don't sell bacon; they sell yeah. cream cheese. But <laughs> <laughs> or maybe, oh, you know what, Ryan? Those—that's apple. 
<laughs> that, would, that makes it uh, way more sense. Uh, yeah, this is a Fuji Apple thinly sliced. Okay, gotcha. Uh-huh. That makes with a little cinnamon sense. and sugar. Okay, so it, yeah, it looked like a flabby piece of uncooked bacon on top. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought. Okay, so sorry, sorry. Okay, right. So basically, they take the the bacon. So. The, the the key takeaway here, right, is they have these two these two pieces of um, French toast. They mm-hmm. have apple on top, and mm-hmm. in the middle is uh, cream cheese, right? But but the takeaway here, the main thing, is that apparently Philadelphia cream cheese now makes a bacon infused. No, oh, I'm guessing pieces of bacon, pieces of bacon in the cream cheese, right? Okay, which which is both terrifying and awesome at the same time. <sighs> I don't know if that would be good. Yeah. Well, now that we've got past that, the the apple is actually (laughs) not the bacon. That's good. (laughs) That makes this infinitely more appealing to me. It looked like they just drooped like a runny, yeah, (laughs) runny piece of bacon (laughs) dropped it on the toast, and I was like, "Well, is the bacon an afterthought?" Or they're like, "Oh, we need we could get more." He's like, "Yeah, the cream cheese, that's good, but." We could get more likes if mm-hmm. we drop some bacon mm-hmm. on there, you know. Instantly viral. It's going to appear on Gentleman if we put the exactly. bacon on there. So, um, so yeah. I, I have a theory here, Brian. Mm-hmm. All right. So, was the Pillsbury the, the cake? Pillsbury did the, the cake. Okay. The so pizza here's, cake. Here's my thing. I, I think what they're doing is they're, they're going on Pinterest and they're seeing how people are making stuff. Mm. And they're saying, oh, let's do the exact same thing, but insert our, our, our products. products. Yeah. And because they're an actual legit company, mm-hmm. people are more likely to share it. Yeah, it's true. On Pinterest and other mm-hmm. sites, and gentlemen, of course, yeah, right? Um, which you know, this is this is inf- this is interesting. I, I think I think for I could do I could do this as a breakfast after I've had the pizza cake, maybe the night before. <laughs> so I do the pizza. Oh. Cake. The pizza cake definitely wins out. You have a living will, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let me amend it a little bit, and then I'll do this. Um, no, the pizza cake definitely wins out because it's outlandish. I mean, yeah, this is French toast in a special way, but it's still French toast, you know. I don't know. Have you ever thought about... This has always bothered me. Where, where did cream cheese come from? Have you ever thought about this? Like, who was the guy that was like, I'm going to take this and this mm. and make a spread mm-hmm. that is neither sweet... I don't know, Glenn, but... Nor... I don't know, but God bless that man. <laughs> whoever came up with that. Or woman. God bless right. whoever came up with that. Right. I don't care. It was probably some... Um, I don't know. Probably some unknown guy that we'll never ever hear of. Right. Uh, but... Some I guy... You know, yeah. That has complimented my meal many times. <laughs> cream cheese. Cream cheese. So yeah. you're a cream cheese fan? Well, I mean, when in Rome. You I know. <laughs> if people are eating cream cheese, you're just yeah, exactly. going along right. with them? Yeah, yeah. I, it seems like people, it's like bacon. Cream cheese is a lot mm-hmm. like bacon, where people try to find ways to add cream to cheese to, yeah. to kind of give it some street cred or something. I'm mm-hmm. not sure. Mm-hmm. But I think that's, yeah, I, I could go with more cream cheese in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I typically have it on a bagel, maybe. Okay. Um, that's pretty Schmier. straightforward. Yeah. What else do I do? Yeah, I don't know. You want to you know my secret? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. My secret weapon here with cream mm-hmm. cheese? Yeah. You make a regular sandwich. Mm-hmm. Except toast the bread. Mm-hmm. So you can eat meat and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And then instead of mayo... Oh, that's a cream good cheese. I, I could see that. Oh. Yeah, that would be good. Oh, like man. That. You haven't lived. You know what you're forgetting, though, Glenn? What? Is the cream cheese pizza sauce. Oh, oh. Uh, yes, from oh, from our uh, pyramid, lo- or no, 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 from from, from pizza shuttle, pizza shuttle, the local yeah. the local pizza establishment, bacon cream cheese pizza that you always get. Yes, that and then mm. they also had the the cream cheese breadsticks. Yeah, cheese cheese Anyways. bread with cream cheese. 
on it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, so anyway, I, I guess I I take that back. I have I have those cheese bread sticks at least once a week. Really? So, oh yeah. I, we're it's a staple now. We're, you guys do a weekly a weekly uh, pizza shuttle? Mm-hmm. Oh man. Yeah. So I, at least you know. So cream cheese is adding to my pizza life, which is really important mm-hmm. to me, Glenn. So mm-hmm. I owe a lot to whoever created cream cheese. Man. Yeah. So, once I that that was like a watershed moment for me. Yeah. The, like the cream cheese pizza. Yeah. Like realizing mm-hmm. that cream cheese could go on a pizza. Mm-hmm. It's true. Because when I want to make homemade pizza, we always throw cream cheese on it's it. It's a life changer, oh. man. Yeah. So yeah. good. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so maybe forget the French toast and just get a pizza shuttle, cream cheese, and bacon pizza. <laughs> the, the, okay, but the problem with the, the cream cheese... For che- breakfast. No, but the problem with cream cheese pizza is that some places take it too far. Yeah. With the sauce, if you put too much of it on there, it's gross. It's a tightrope. Yeah. It's got to be a thin layer. And it's like, you know, if it's anything more than a thin layer, it gets really gross really quick. It's a lot like makeup. Yeah. There you go. Right? Yeah. yeah. You can't have too much of it. Right. Yeah, you can't. Yes. And you know, it reminds me of a girl. I, I, I uh, <laughs> There was a girl in our dorm <laughs> who like would sit down, you know, she, we'd get our trays at, at, mm-hmm. the, at the local, or mm-hmm. at the, um, the cafeteria, we'd sit down, mm-hmm. and I swear, if she was, like, she'd sit across me and just look at her, and you're like, and she, and, and you know, attractive girl, mm-hmm. she ran, uh, she was on the track team, mm. pole, uh, pole vaulter, mm-hmm. you know, typically. Wow. That, you know, so, mm-hmm. but she would put her tray down, and I swear if you just hit the table, like, it would just fall right off of her. Oh, like, yeah. it was that thick. Uh, <sighs> well, anyway, don't put too much cream cheese on your pizza. What are you mm-hmm. trying to hide? Yeah, ex- uh, yeah, that's the point. Yeah. What are you hiding? It's a delicious pizza. You don't right. need to put too much on there. Right. You know, okay. It's not the main ingredient. No, no, it's not. It's like it's like having that character in that movie that kind of steals the show. Mm-hmm. But the reason that character steals the show is because it's not in every scene. That's right. Right? Yeah. I'm thinking of, uh, you know, um, Twister. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know. Uh, Dusty. Dusty from yep. Twister. Yeah. He steals the scene. Exactly. Steals the show, but not. he's not all, you know, he's not all the time. He's not on 10 all the time. It's right. just, just a little sprinkling here and there. Andy Kaufman in Taxi. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, that's been established. Yep. Don't use too much makeup. Don't put too much cream cheese on your pizza. And if you're a character actor, be great, but only in a few scenes yeah. in a film. Make them remember you. Exactly. Okay, Glenn. <clears throat> Speaking of character actors in films, uh, <laughs> this next hack, which was added by our good buddy Project Mayhem, who's been featured on the podcast before because he posts awesome stuff, uh, he linked up this safety video for New Zealand Airlines. Uh, and this is the most awesome... It's this is like a leap forward for as the cream cheese pizza was for pizza. Right. This is like the next step for airline safety video. It's like you have you have basketball shoes and mm-hmm. then Reebok comes out with the pump. Right. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. So this puts all other safety videos to shame. Mm. And this is a this is a film I believe it was directed by Peter Jackson, wasn't it? I, I, I would assume so. It looked a lot like stuff that he would do. Yeah. It, and it's basically a Hobbit themed. Uh, safety video for airlines because you know when you're watching the safety videos that they show for they're they're boring as heck you know yeah but this one actually the whole thing is a really well done safety video that gets a point gets across all the points but it also features stars from Lord of the Rings uh, Peter Jackson's in it um, and then they what, what's the uh, they have the um, the wizard the um, Gandalf not well they have somebody that's like dressed up like Gandalf, oh, okay. but they have the other wizard, the guy, the forest wizard. Oh, guy. Uh, uh, um. oh, 
I can't remember. It. I yeah. can't remember the wizard's name. The uh, one that gets pooped on all the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, the guy that gets pooped on, and then uh, and then Elijah Elijah Woods in this right. as well. Uh, but this is this is an awesome uh, safety video. It's really cool. I'm actually a huge fan of New Zealand Airlines. Um, I've taken them to uh, New Zealand and then on to Australia. Hmm. Uh, and I just happened to I I accidentally got bumped into there. So I was supposed to fly on Qantas, but I was running behind Qantas. So I was running, well. Qantas is awesome, but oh, okay. I, I was running behind and they bumped me uh, off my flight. And so New Zealand Air they have a they have a partnership with Qantas. Um, and they moved me over to New Zealand Air, and they moved me to business class, which is awesome for a flight over to um, to New Zealand because it's you know twelve thirteen hours. So wow. being on business class makes a huge difference. Um, so I'm a big fan of New Zealand Air. I think they're awesome. Uh, had a great flight. Uh, business class was awesome. Um, and clearly, this is a company that actually gets it. Uh, I don't know how much money they spent on this, but it's money well spent. It's pretty cool. And it's, you know, great advertising for them as well. It's so. awesome. So, yeah. Uh, check out this video. You can go to podcast.gentleman.com. We've got a link up to it. Uh, but it's the greatest safety video you'll ever see. Um, yeah. Yeah. Any, anything anything like this that's really well done. I mean, it's, the thing with this video, Glenn, is that it's such a fine line. It could have been. It's like the cream cheese pizza. Right. It could have been done badly. Mm-hmm. If you, you think about the idea of a Hobbit-themed safety video, you think, oh, this is going to be cheese ball and terrible. Right. But they did it right, and it's actually really good. It's, it's really clever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the, the piece that, like, you don't even think of it as a safety video as you right. mentioned it. But they still get across the safety information. Right. You know? So. But. We, we we won't we won't spoil it. No no. Go over to podcast.dinnerwomen.com. We've got a link up to it. Just check it out. Radagast. Radagast was the That's name of the, the wizard. That's I don't right. know his real name. Radagast is in this yeah. you know thing. I think he's one of the few characters, but Elijah Woods in there too. Yeah. So yeah. very cool. Yes. Um, and Peter Jackson. Awesome awesome job. <clears throat> um, so and fly New Zealand Air. It's a great airline. Right. And go to New Zealand. And go to New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Peaceful people. Lovely country. It's beautiful. Or so I hear. Beautiful. Beautiful country. I love it. I, it's on my bucket list. Um, okay, Glenn. So <laughs> it's time for... Now, this is a Halloween episode, Glenn. So, the, so we, we got to get back to... That was just some uh, interesting post at com. but we got to get back to the Halloween theme of okay. our show. Yes. Um, so it's... You know, I was trying to think about who to toast this week for the mm. Gentleman Toast mm-hmm. of the podcast. And two names came to mind. Okay. Glenn. Uh... A, a little duo named Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg. Oh, and these excellent. guys these guys are... I'm, I'm, I'm talking about these guys because they, they probably are responsible for three of my favorite... Um, not only movies, but the, also a show. Uh, so three of my favorite, like, entertainment... Any okay. category things that have ever been done. Uh, number one is Spaced... I've talked to you about Spaced. The show? If you haven't seen Spaced, it's a BBC show mm-hmm. starring Simon Pegg in the mid-90s, directed by Edgar Wright, um, and his buddy, what is his buddy's name? Nick uh, Nick Frost. Nick Frost is yep. in it as well. Okay. Uh, and that was Nick Frost's first acting <laughs> gig, basically. It was really? like, Nick Frost was like Simon Pegg's, just his buddy, and he was like, let's write a, let's write a bit in here for you, just to, to, and that's how we got to start. Anyway, so that's an awesome <laughs> show. Shaun of the Dead. Right. Um uh, Hot fuzz, hot fuzz. Yeah, those are like those three are like my favorites. Um, I love Edgar Wright's the way he does stuff. Right, all of his films are like they're they have a very specific style and they're awesome. Into the world, uh, no World's End. Yeah, the world's that was end. okay. Yeah, but yeah. The, the thing what's appropriate about toasting these guys right now is that uh, 
they're, the Hot Fuzz, Shot of the Dead, of course, and World's End all kind of have like a mm-hmm. Doom, End is Near yeah. kind, of, kind of vibe to them, which is good for Halloween. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Shot of the Dead and Hot Fuzz are two of the staples that we watch around yeah. this time of year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we're going to get more into that later, Glenn. Um, but. Oh, right, That's right, right, right. right. We, this is, yeah, we've got a whole segment about mm. this, basically. Mm-hmm. So, all this so is like a, a teaser. Yeah. This is like a trilogy, <laughs> Glenn. We're going to start with the toast. We're okay. going to move into the hot button topic, okay. and then we're going to go to the questions from the gentleman mailbag, and they're all related. Ooh. Th- it's this like is a concept why, album. This is why this is the Halloween extravaganza. That's right. That's right. This is the spooktacular. The, the Halloween spooktacular. spooktacular. <laughs> um, so, anyway, I, I just, those guys, if I had to pick somebody that was, you know, in that genre that I just love it's it's simon Pegg and edgar wright whenever they get together and do stuff it's great going back to the mid 90s with spaced and uh so if you haven't seen spaced if you haven't seen Shaun of the dead or hot fuzz you're looking for something to watch this halloween check them out space is netflix or space is space might be on netflix it's not very halloween Mm. you know it's a Mm -hmm. it's an entire series but yeah it's it's full of like sci-fi and kind of like mid 90s pop culture references so um, so yeah, if you're if you were around in that kind of generation in the mid '90s, there's a lot of you know just stuff from that that is really good fodder, and you kind of watch and remember. They have a lot of like they have an episode that's all about the the new Star Wars that's coming out, which is like the first one, you know, <laughs> episode one or whatever. Oh. And so they have a whole thing about that. So and late like, mid to late '90s. Yeah, and so so anyway, so it's just a lot of good stuff in there. So if you haven't seen Space, that's probably their lesser known work that they've done together. But then they've done you know Space, Hot Fuzz, World's End. Okay. Oh, he did Paul. Well, he did Paul. He Paul. was a writer on Paul. That's another one I keep forgetting about. Yeah. So, but the only one that he's actually directed and written are Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and The World's End. So yeah. Anyway. Uh, and if you don't, if you're not into, you know, watching movies, uh, mm-hmm. Simon Pegg has a book that you've... Oh, I've read. I remember Which he's, is actually pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember the title of it, but... Uh, I can't remember either. He's got a, it's a biography um, that Laura got for me. Um, Something about nerd? There's yeah. nerd in the title? I don't Yeah. But anyway, it's yeah. a good book. Um, obviously, not too memorable, because I don't remember a lot from it. But I remember he's just very laid back and conversational about how he got to be famous in, in movies and stuff like that. And he always kind of... Throughout the whole book, he's very down to earth, and it sounds like it's somebody you could just go have a beer with, and he'd yeah. be totally cool, even though he's like you know Scotty and Star Wars or Star Trek. Um, clever dude, clever dude. Yep. Simon Pegg. Um, okay, Glenn. So uh, that was that was a gentleman toast for this week, hmm. um, and now we're going to move on to the second part of the trilogy, hmm. which is the um, hot button topic. topic. Um, Glenn, so speaking of movies, um, I I thought you know this week Halloween. Uh, instead of doing a current event, I thought let's let's talk let's debate the uh, best Halloween movie ever, as well as the best Halloween movie villain. You know what I mean? Ooh, so like the, yeah. the greatest like villain ever created for Halloween. Man, so now how are we ranking this? It's like it's like the mustache twist mm-hmm, system mm-hmm. twist. Mm-hmm. Twist. We can never say. I can never yeah, say that. I can't say it either. Um, are we ranking them on the the villain on how how actual like how scary he is mm. or she? Um, I think we got to do it like the MTS. It's got to be kind of of its like, you okay. know if you're doing like a villain that's scary maybe in the fifties probably not as scary anymore. You know right. What I mean? Like, so but given the the, the context, context, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, then I think given that I. I would have to say the Halloween the, that villain is Jason, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, 
I'm 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 gonna put my hat in the ring for Jason. Mm-hmm. Um, for a couple reasons. Okay. At the time, I, well, actually, I don't know if there wasn't anything quite like it at the time, but I think I mean, yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty ahead of its time. But the thing I like about Jason is that you don't really see Jason. It's mm-hmm. like your imagination creating the character mm-hmm. for most of the movie. Yeah, almost all of it. Right. And so that's what makes it freaking scary by the time. Mm-hmm. It's a lot like Psycho. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess that'd be another. Mm-hmm. That's another solid one. Candidate two. Yeah. No. Uh, and, and I, I accidentally. Let's see. What was it? Last episode, I think. I, 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 I said that the Halloween, uh, was Wes Craven, but it was actually John Carpenter was the director uh, okay. and the writer of the music, um, John Carpenter. So. Mm. John Carpenter's Halloween, Wes Craven is Nightmare on Elm Street, and other stuff. Okay. So I incorrectly um, attributed Halloween to the wrong guy. But okay. John Carpenter is actually the guy that did. Did he do anything after Halloween? Well, other than the Halloween sequels? I think he's done other movies, but nothing's been as successful as Halloween. And that was kind of one of those movies that he really hit out of the park. It was like his first, I think it was like his first big film, and it was like super low budget. Yeah. I mean, you know, he was writing the music for it, and, you know, every, doing basically everything, and it turned out awesome. I mean, when you cast Jamie Lee Curtis, good things happen. Well, there you go. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Jason, he executed that guy really well. I yeah. mean, like you said, you never really see him, or you see kind of shadows of him, or once in a while, just a scary figure kind of standing in the back of something or whatever. But he never really has him like jump out or anything like that. He's just kind of always there lurking around. The car, like the scenes, it's a station wagon, right? The scenes where he's driving around the station wagon, mm-hmm. you just never, you just see a figure. Like, right. You don't. Right. He's creepy. Yeah, He's still it creepy. Is. He holds up really well. Yeah, he really he kind of took the best aspects of you know Hitchcock and stuff like that, yeah. rolled it into the horror like slasher movie genre, mm-hmm. and and you know killed it. So mm-hmm. no, <laughs> no pun intended. No pun intended. Uh, it's Jason Halloween. That's a good one. Halloween's good, man. That's that's the. I mean, you know, you, you look at what is it? Friday the Thirteenth. Yep. You got Nightmare on Elm Street. Yep. A couple other classic slasher movies. Those aren't as good. No. Uh, the original Friday the 13th is like at a campsite or something yeah. like that. It's pretty it's, good. It's all right. Um, you know, yeah. it's more just about the, the cheap thrills than it right. is building suspense and then, you know. Following that classic, you know, yeah. plot line where the people who who are quote unquote impure for mm-hmm. whatever reason mm-hmm. die first yeah. and then the people that live are the ones who are. All the rules, man. Good if. You know, oh yeah. right. So like they they outline this. Was it Scream? Yeah, it's Scream. Yeah. <laughs> Famous scene in Scream where they talk about all the rules. Of Another West Craven movie. Yeah. Um, okay, Glenn. So I actually had a couple. Okay. Uh, but Jason was on my list too. Okay. So I would I would I would tend to agree with that one. Um, this one I wanted to go. Everybody's I think everybody's probably seen Halloween. So I wanted to go in a little bit of a different direction. Okay. Um, and this is you know Halloween the Halloween scary. Um, but this one is scary for a different reason. This movie came out in the fifties. Um, obviously in the fifties, it's not as, you know, horror minded. It's more suspense mm-hmm. kind of thing. But this, this, there's this movie called the night of the hunter and it's, uh, it stars Robert Mitchum and he is, uh, it's based on a true story, uh, that happened in the early 20th century where a guy was literally answering like personal ads and like befriending women <laughs> oh. and then he would kill them and wow. take their 
take their money and then go on to the next town and do the same thing. Oh, wow. Uh, so this is a movie all about, based on that situation, um, it's always, it's all fictional, but it's, it's based on a, that, that actual real thing that happened. And it's all about how he kind of befriends this lady. And then, um, she has these two kids that are kind of distrustful of him. And then it turns out that their distrust is well-founded, you know, and all this stuff. And I don't want to get too much away about it, but Robert Mitchum, plays an excellent uh an excellent villain it's extremely suspenseful and it's really creepy and it was directed by this guy that i think it's the only film that he ever directed uh but it's really well done it's really cool if you're looking for kind of an old school suspenseful thriller kind of thing um the night of the hunter is is awesome um so so yeah and his his character in that is the reverend harry powell and he he basically he portrays himself as a good you know a good man like a preacher to kind of get in with these you know get trusted in these different communities and then he turns out to be a really evil guy um so it's a really cool movie um if it's you know it's all black and white you know old school thriller but just there's all kinds of really cool stuff going on not only is the story good the directing good but it's also got cool music in it awesome um so really cool uh check out Night of the Hunter, if you haven't seen it. Um, but that would be my pick, because it's a little bit out of the ordinary. Okay. Maybe something that somebody hasn't seen yet. Um, I also thought about, you know, my, you know... Well, we're going to get into that. We'll get into that later, because we're going to talk about... We, we have another question from the general mailbag that's going to talk mm-hmm. about this. And it looks like... Sorry, it looks like uh, Night of the Hunter is actually on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Okay, so if you want to stream uh, this on Netflix, you can. Uh, look for The Night of the Hunter with Robert Mitchum. Um, and Shelley Winters. Shelley Winters is in it, yeah. Um so yeah it's a really cool movie if you haven't checked it out it's it's a good kind of good movie to check out for Halloween <laughs> All right. or even after anyway anytime wow anytime tomato after. meter is blowing up yeah tomato meter Rotten Tomatoes 98% so that's a uh, pretty that's solid pretty good, pretty good. Um, so anyway that would be my the Reverend Harry Powell Reverend Harry Powell mm-hmm. he does look scary I'm looking at the, the yeah. cover right now mm-hmm. so wow. okay <clears throat> Okay, no, no, the other, you said you had an, oh, was uh, Jason the other? Yeah, Jason, well, okay. Jason, I was going to say, uh, Wicker Man. Oh, right. Another, is a, 1973 Wicker Man, people don't understand maybe because there was a Nick Cage movie in like <laughs> 2005 or something that the Wicker Man is a, a, a movie from 1973, really. The Nick Cage version doesn't exist as far as I'm concerned. Um, but, is it a remake of that movie? He, he they, it's a it's a loose Loosely. remake. It's not. It's like a terrible. Yeah, Wicker anyway. Man's also on Netflix. Yeah, is it? Yeah. Okay. Co. So yeah, Wicker Man, the original Wicker Man, um, Christopher Lee, um, right, plays this guy Lord Summerisle, um, and he is an excellent villain as well. Uh, again, kind of a similar vein as Night of the Hunter because you don't really realize he's a villain until later on in the movie. Mm. Um, and so so anyway, but. Uh, I will say that the, the original Wicker Man, it's a little bit, it's a little bit racy, it's a little bit, uh, it's a little bit, uh, I don't know, but definitely be aware of the Wicker Man. It's not your your straight up normal stuff. It's kind of weird and kind of out there, and uh, <laughs> so you know, you got my warning. That's it. And those those two movies, by the way, I said they're on Netflix. They're not. They're on the Netflix DVD, not the streaming. Oh, both of them. Ah, oh, that's a bummer. Okay. Yeah. So okay. So I can't stream either of those, but you could go to you could have them sent to your house from Netflix, or you could go to your local video store if it still exists. Yeah, and you, have them. 
if you're if you're totally into the online stuff or, or streaming stuff, iTunes and Vudu both have it for. Mm-hmm. Or maybe bucks. you could use your new Amazon stick player. Oh, we should. Oh man, we should have talked about that. Yeah, we'll talk about that next time. Maybe. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, Glenn. So that was the yes. hot button topic. Final segment, final part of the trilogy of questions. Um, question from the gentleman mailbag. Okay, so we just caught, we, speaking of movies, we just talked about the best Halloween movie, ever, the best villain for a Halloween movie ever. And so, what are the what are the state what are the go to staples that you got for for your Halloween movie viewing? I know this Halloween I'm going to go to a Halloween party briefly, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to race back here and watch the Halloween movies that I always watch. And those are wait, you do multiple in one night? Yeah, probably. I'll probably be like a all night do like a zombie thing where i'm up for like six hours nice. or something into the into the wee hours of the morning watching halloween movies i love scary movies this is the time where i really like go bonkers on mm. watching them get crazy with it so um so yeah there's there's three or four that i've always got to watch so uh okay well then why don't you go ahead all right so we just talked about the wicker man mm-hmm. but that's a big one uh Shaun of the dead mm-hmm uh, that one is kind of a classic for me. It's timeless. Like I, I could watch it a hundred times and still think it's funny and awesome. Yes. Um, Hot Fuzz again, same mm-hmm. vein. Uh, you know. Uh, also Vertigo. Vertigo's Vertigo's, a great one. I, that's my favorite Hitchcock one. Um, really like that story. The whole thing about that. Really Jimmy good. Stewart. Yeah, it's not very. I guess it's not very Halloween creepy kind of. I mean, Psycho's more. But it's a Hitchcock. But it's a Hitchcock film, and you know, you kind of take it in the context of what it was back in the day. It's definitely very suspenseful and kind of a cool, interesting story that he kind of kind of winds up. So uh-huh. kind of cool yeah. stuff. But that's so. Those are mine. I have a list of like a billion of them. But if there was only like three or four that I could watch, it would probably be those. Okay. Uh, I would. I would also do Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz. That's those mm-hmm. are two. Fantastic movies. Um, uh, Halloween, the original Halloween. Mm-hmm. We talked about one of my one of my favorites. Um, I'm trying to think of if there's anything else that um, we normally. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's about. It. I think those are like the three. Like I, I, I have to watch them every year, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Another uh, one for me is The Crow. The Crow. I have not seen The Crow. I watched that one a lot. It's. Um, you know, there are, there are parts of it that it's not super strong. I mean, it's an early 90s movie, you know? Yeah, yeah. I still think it's I, it's fun to watch. I think it's a good one. Um, yeah, The Crow's a good one. Uh, I'm a big fan of Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd? Really? The, uh, Timber, well, the Timber... I like the musical before the... It's an actual you oh, know, okay. Broadway musical. Um, and I had actually seen the video of the Broadway musical before I had seen really? the movie. Yeah, because it's... It's a pretty well-known musical, huh. um, so uh, and it's pretty good. I mean, uh, you know, it's it's pretty well done. So um, I'm a big fan of that. The the Tim Burton of it, I, I'm obviously a big fan of Tim Burton stuff, right? And so seeing the whole full-on like Hollywood cinema version of Sweeney Todd is pretty cool for that me. That would so. be pretty awesome to see it live. Yeah. Um, what about Adam's Family? Dude, I've never seen that. I don't what? Think. No, I don't think I've ever seen that. That's Tim Burton, isn't it? It's not? No. Okay. Mm-mm. You should... Really? You've never seen Adam's Family? No, I haven't. Oh, man. Like the uh, the early 90s one? Yeah, yeah. No, I yeah. haven't seen that. No. Okay, okay. Is that one good? I think so, but I also... Wa- it was like a, a movie that I watched when I was a kid, so it kind of has that nostalgic yeah. vibe to it, but I think it's good. It, mm-hmm. It's quirky and fun. I could have swore... It, it feels a lot like a... 
Like a, uh, I mean, it, there's no Johnny Depp in it, so clearly it's not a. Well, I mean, it might have been kind of modeled after something that he probably would do, was, but I don't, I don't think he had any involvement. Hmm. Right. Okay, but I could be wrong. I don't know. I don't All know. right, I don't know. All right, um, yeah, those those are my those are my main ones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a real big scary movie kind of guy. I don't like we've talked about before. I don't like the, I don't like the really disturbing stuff. But I do like the you know the old school thrillers and. Mm-hmm. I'm more of a thriller movie kind of guy than a slasher, modern day slasher. You know what movie I watch a lot that's embarrassing? Oh, do tell. Yeah, I, just, <laughs> I figure I might as well embarrass myself because I, I. It's been a couple uh, episodes. Dude, yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> I was gonna say I got to get my uh, every episode embarrassment in. Okay, Hocus Pocus. Really? Yeah. That's actually kind of... It's a fun I, movie. I don't know what it is about that movie. I don't know what it is. It's so cheeseball and so bad, but it's there's something about it that I like to watch that one. I'll tell you what. Well, ha- Lynn loves that movie. It's good. It's good. It's a good family Halloween movie. Yeah. yeah it's good for kids and... Yeah. Right. I, enjoy, I enjoy watching that, too. So I'm Maybe not, maybe we'll pile the kids over at Uncle Brian's house. We'll watch there that. There you go. Focus. Yeah. All right. I'll leave my Halloween decorations out. Then. Oh, yeah. Pity would love it. Hocus Pocus is my that would be my probably most embarrassing Halloween movie that I watch I don't know if I have any embarrassing Halloween movies mm. I have embarrassing TV shows yeah alright alright Brian I'll I'll, I'll, I'll go divulge. I'll go with you here okay uh, now I have to blame my wife for this it, has, it doesn't really have anything to do with Halloween so I'll make it quick because mm-hmm. that's the only thing that's important right now right um, but uh, yeah um, my wife last year's she has she goes through seasons of stuff that she'll watch. I mean, I think we all kind of do this, but yeah, yeah. Um, Netflix just came out with a, a show called Gilmore Girls. No, I love the Gilmore Girls. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! No way! Uh, I'm a huge. Uh, I'm a huge fan. <laughs> I love, dude. Oh, oh yeah. this is great. I have no one to blame for it, but me. Really? Oh man! Like it wasn't an ex girlfriend or something no. like that that got you hooked on it? I'm sure there's some kind of story in there somewhere. But I'm, I'm, it's my wife. All right, my wife did this. Too. Yeah, sure, sure, Glenn. I'm serious. I've never oh. seen the show until she started watching it. Then so good. It's very fall. Like it's very. It's in the Northeast. It it's is very like fall oriented. Yeah. You know? uh, yeah. That's it. I, I, I'm. I'll, I'll watch that. Yeah, for sure. <sighs> It's such a good show. Well, I feel better about myself. Yeah, you should. You should. Okay. Yeah. Well, man, I'm going to... You and Lynn have a lot in common. Mm. This is... <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's... Uh, um, no, we just... We both have good taste, Glenn. Yeah, all right. There you go. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, though I think, I think a lot of... Maybe mostly... Well, I think a lot of guys would appreciate Gilmore Girls... Um, Looks okay. Here's the thing about the Gilmore Girls. Yeah. Okay. We're secure in our manhood. Yes. Enough that we can say that we like the Gilmore Girls. Yes. That, you know, uh, some men might be like, "No, I can't." You know, I wouldn't watch something like that. What's wrong with you? Yeah, you're not manly if you're watching the Gilmore Girls. No, I am because I am watching. Look, that. it's something deeper than just a show about a mother and a daughter. That's right, Glenn. It's way right. deeper than that. Mm-hmm. You know, there's the whole town thing. Yeah, and the, the, the quirky characters and yeah. the fast-talking uh, mm-hmm. dialogue. Yeah. yeah. So, there's lots of like... <laughs> now that I'm recounting it, I don't know. I'm not convincing myself. Well, I'm sure I'll edit this out anyway. So. So oh, anyway. future Brian, do your yeah. magic. Oh, man. Wow, no, I'm 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 full steam ahead on that, man. I'm not taking that out. 
<laughs> I don't care if we disillusion our users. I'm being real. Who are these guys? I'm being real. Oh, hey, wow. We can't be 99% manly without that 1% that, you right. know, throws, you know, you got to have, you got to have diversity, Glenn. You got to have, you got to have courage to follow your heart. That's right. No matter if it no matter leads you to uh, yeah. Stars Hollow or not. Stars Hollow. <laughs> exactly. Well, on that note, uh, Glenn, let's get uh, out of here. All right. Well, <laughs> now that we've embarrassed ourselves thoroughly, um, <laughs> maybe we could take. Maybe we could stop. Embar- maybe we could be. I don't know. We have know, an episode where we don't embarrass ourselves. No, yeah. that's probably right. not going to work. Um, well, luckily, no one's listening by now, so nope, probably nope, no one's heard nope, that. Nope. So, nope. Um, you know, so it's probably safe. Yep. I'll just leave it in there. It's, I'd say you know, so. Yeah. Uh, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> um, okay, Glenn. Well, that was episode uh, 32. That was the Halloween episode. The Halloween extravaganza. That the Halloween spooktacular. Spooktacular. Um, next week, we're going to have to, we're going to move on. We promise we'll move on for the Halloween topics. We've been talking about it for the last month or so. So, but it's November. We're only talking about pilgrims. That's right. And Indians. Mm -hmm. And uh, turkeys. And turkeys. Yes. Uh, So, yeah, next month will be the uh, Thanksgiving themed, followed by the Christmas themed. (laughs) And then they're out of of holidays. You know what, Brian? If we thought like, um, like department stores, we should actually see. In November, oh, yeah. we should be talking about yeah, New we Year's. Should do the, or maybe maybe like uh, October Valentine's Fest beers day. or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We'll yeah have to pick right. out Valentine's beers. So what time. we should do is like when we go to the, the store and we start seeing the the holiday decorations. That's when we start. That's when we know that's our cue to start talking about it on the podcast. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Done. Well, so, I've definitely seen some Christmas commercials. Yeah, me too. And, so maybe right. we'll start talking about Christmas next week. Oh, please don't. <laughs> Okay, Glenn. Well, we'll figure. I guess we we'll have to figure out next week's episodes on the fly because um, you know these kind of things they take a lot of planning. So yeah, they do. We've got a whole like twelve episode schedule laid <laughs> right. out in advance. <laughs> right. right. Got like got- rubber bands and like strings between the two episodes mm-hmm. and like all. Now, if stuff. we talk about this, right? Let's foreshadow a little bit mm-hmm. and kind of Gilmore Girls and yeah, then, yeah. Then in November we'll talk about <laughs> you know. Anyway, all right, Glenn. Well, um, now we've thoroughly embarrassed ourselves. We've talked about Halloween. We've mm-hmm. talked about Halloween movies. We've talked about my Halloween party. We had uh, Miller High Life. We've had Miller High Life, and it's time for your Halloween party because it's Friday night. That's right. Um, oh, 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 oh. Friday night, uh, October 31st. Then we will let you get back to your festivities, mm-hmm. and uh, we will see you guys next week for episode 33. That's right. 33, wow. 33 episodes in. Yeah. Wow. So, um, so anyway, we'll look forward to that. I look forward to episode 33 already, As even though 32 is already in the can, um, in more ways than one. Um, <laughs> it never climbed out. No. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I am Brian McKinney. I'm Glenn Sandberg. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next week for episode 33. Sure to floss.